This is a Locker Room production. Okay, we are here in Locker Room. Sorry, having uh, some voice issues right now. It's been a long week. Uh, Ulysses, here we go. How's it going? Hey, it's going good, man. Uh, it would be a little bit better if uh, the, these uh, these mental errors here by our boy Joy Wendell would be not happening because uh, now he's got two mental errors and they both have led to uh, the race demise here. Can you run me through those mental errors? Because I was transitioning in and out of the car, running errands and so forth. So, of course. Uh, Chris, so, you remind me what happened. Of course. So there was a man on second. Calhoun was in, on second, and there were and there was one out, and a uh, ground ball to third. He's playing kind of deep, but uh, angling towards third, and he kind of hesitated as he saw Calhoun go to third, and he just took a little bit of a beat too much, uh, and and after and he followed uh, Calhoun to third, and obviously Calhoun got there first, and then uh, uh, I don't remember who who was the the hitter, but he got to be safe at first, right? So then now men on, on the corners uh, with one out, you could have just gotten, you know, one out, but he didn't do that. Then the next ground ball is should have been a tailor-made double play. Uh, the guy that was running on first actually runs into Brandon Lau, crosses the bag. I, for all intents and purposes, with the new rule, uh, he should have been out, and that should have been a double play, and the run should not have scored. Obviously, you know how the the replays work for the race, so that didn't happen. Uh, so the run scored, and uh, and and that's the, the the first run of the game. And then just now, he got picked off uh, on at first base after like a couple of throws from Gibson. So a couple of mental errors by our boy Joey Hustle. So so that's that's unfortunate. Hey, Melissa, how you doing? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Oh, you know, just 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 a little bit frustrated with Joey Wendell today, but that's okay. How about you? I mean, I couldn't remember the last time I was frustrated with Joey Wendell, so okay. <laughs> this is true. This is true. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That is that's a very good. good point, Melissa, and thank you for joining us in on the conversation. Uh, sorry for my uh, poor <laughs> ball trade proposals again. Just feel our offers out there. Just have a little. <laughs> Back and forth and, and going with that. But, yeah, good point about Joey Wendell. Not very often we get uh, get upset with that guy. But go ahead, Melissa. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I'm here. Carlos is here. Hey, too. Carlos. How you doing, man? Pretty good. I thought it would be weird if we both were <laughs> if we were uh, separate foes or whatever. So. Oh, well, you know, uh, I, you, you don't get to earn gems. Look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give Melissa here a gem. Boom. Just double tap that icon. Boom. Here you go, oh, Melissa. No. Have your gem. Carla's your gemless now. There you uh, go. Yeah, I know. I'm gem- Wait, <laughs> how do you do that? How do you make a gem? I can't. I, I, I'm I'll teach you. Out. Just double tap my picture, bud. Okay. Oh, hey, I get you. Okay. There we go. Look, I'm just handing out gems left and right. Look at that. <laughs> oh. There we go. It's like Tyler Glass now, just pitching gems. Well, that's what we can do, baby. That's what we can do. Uh, we'll, I don't know if there's trending on locker room, but I. I'm sure with uh, there's some gemming happening. Here's yeah. your boy, Nate Lowe. Ah, uh, there he is. Ah, oh, jeez, he looks good in red. Could it I, is a good color on him. Yeah, <laughs> should have hung on to him. Oh my goodness, he uh, he looks good. He, I think he looks still in shape. That's nice. Yeah. I don't like this matchup against Fleming though. Didn't he take him deep when he was at the trop? I think. I so. think. I think so. so. Yeah, uh, Carlos, to your point, um, 
Yeah, Nate Lowe's cooled off a little bit, but right now they could certainly use him considering G-Man Choi is back on the injured list. Uh, yeah. It's not a surprise. Look, I, yeah, Ulysses, we've had this conversation. I still think G-Man Choi, and uh, now I guess it's a groin issue. Look, the lower body issues when you're a guy that big uh, and you're trying to play 162 and maybe try to come back a little bit prematurely after that uh, knee surgery that he had um it's just disconcerting especially considering he was playing so well uh but now there's a little bit of a setback in the race have to call up uh god who'd they call up uh, sheriff ryan sheriff yeah, he gets his opportunity which is great but um it's sort of as a buzzkill considering that g-man Choi goes down and uh, it, it's funny because g-man Choi was not in the lineup against garrett cole the the ultimate garrett cole killer and uh, yet the yes. Rays did not need him uh, the other day. Did you guys? Did you guys hear? Or I just saw like and, you know, there's always like garbage on Instagram and stuff. But there was something where there's like there's an there's I guess a rumor that there's an investigation on Cole for using a foreign substance. Yes. And, yeah, and supposedly after he found out about the investigation like that's when he started having this dip that he's been having now um with you know like not looking as dominant and all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and i saw that like i I think i saw that yesterday or today today. yeah i I think it was today yeah and 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 i actually i think i saw this chart which is uh pretty telling when he got to uh i don't know if he got to houston 2018 i think 2018 right uh and the trade deadline uh whenever he got to 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 houston his rpms his revolutions per minute on the on the fastball and the curveball and everything just kept increasing and then last night or yesterday in that game against the rays his rpms had never been as low as like a game in 2018 so yeah yeah, like i mean it's kind of like ooh, they're looking into that stuff i might as well just uh knock it off yeah yeah, i I really don't know what to do about the foreign substance stuff because a lot of pitchers use it and find a way to yeah yeah it's sort of been decriminalized or i don't know if that's a (laughs) term but it's just been like okay, it's out there. We know that every pitcher does it. We can't really super enforce it. If you don't have it on the hat, you either you either have it on your hair or you have it on your sock or you have <laughs> it on your belt buckle. Like you find a way to do it. You just can't be so outward, yeah, and outrageous with it. But they've got to find a way to maybe regulate it in some form or fashion. And I do know this, um, you know, hearing from guys that have played that like even batters, um, maybe not necessarily now with the dominance of pitchers but they actually don't really mind all that much the pitcher the substance issue because they feel that if it gives pitchers more control then it's less of a chance that a ball is going to come flying at their head like right in the uh, dominican dominican summer league or something like that but there's going to be some way to kind of figure out what you're going to do with that an interesting theory on on garrett cole there speaking of which um okay uh ulysses we uh, Melissa Carlos, I don't know if you got a chance to. Well, I guess you guys did listen to today's episode with Evan Klosky, and we talked about Ryan Yarbrough. And uh, one thing that I didn't have time to bring up, Ulysses, and I know this is not a popular opinion, but um, is do you? Oh, think, guys, guys, hold on. Here comes the Kevin take. Wait oh, for God. it. Do you think um, Ryan Yarbrough's feet 
is not as impressive or less impressive considering it came in a blowout. My, my theory is that after uh, Cole got lit up and the Rays had built a very sizable lead that the Yankees had all but checked out at that point. I, 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 I definitely think that that is something that I don't know why baseball people don't really like to talk about is, you know, there's always the whole adage of, oh, oh, you know, you never give up an at bad. You never give up an at bad. But just like we say that these guys are human, these guys, some like this is their job. Like, don't tell me that anybody on this locker room just looks at the, the, the clock at 2 p.m. on a Friday and you're like, oh, oh God. All right. Just two more hours and then I can just clock out like, you know, like we're we're almost there. We're almost out of it. Like everybody clocks out at some point in their job. It's just human nature. And uh, of course, these guys, this is also their job. It's a fun job. It's it's a job that, you know, they can be athletic and show their skills. But ultimately, yeah, when you're losing nine to one in the in the six in the seventh, like, yeah, you might give up an, an a bad here or two. And but I don't think that's a bad thing. I I, I still think it's a, it's a great achievement. I, I I especially because of the two streaks, man. The winless as a starter, and then the the no complete game for the whole franchise. Like it, that's that's two big streaks that needed to be cut. And I'm glad that it, it was by the hands of of, of uh, Yarbrough. Yeah, I think I think on the on the on the 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 Tampa Bay Rays. Like radar, it's a big deal because you know there there is a big spotlight on the pitching and how it's always like you know people tend to say that hey you don't have to worry about it because they always have pieces to fill in and everything with the with the national <laughs> media always says so very rarely do we see the complete game coming out of these guys so I think it's a big deal on that end on the national scale I think it's a big deal. Because the way that pitching is like set up now, these guys don't go more than four or five innings most of the time anyways. You know, five, five and a half at the most, I think, is probably like an average. Yeah. So to see him go the the distance is, I think, a, a little bit bigger deal than on, you know, than it probably should be. But, but, but I just think because the way that pitching has been scaled back with all, you know, all the... Well, the, the Carlos... To, to go further, like yeah. the pitchers that you're talking about would be the high strikeout guys, right? It's 2021. If you don't strike out, you're uh, you don't people, then then you're not cool. Well, look, Yarbrough's not that guy. Yarbrough's a soft contact, but so the fact that he actually got a complete game in today's you know game, I think that that actually gives him a little bit of a of a star there too. Mm-hmm. That the game that he almost like. He almost made it um, when they played the Mariners. I think it was 2019, they were saying. Mm-hmm. What, um, like, I think that was just like a, a one or two run game. Yeah, it was and, one nothing. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's what I thought because I, I like, I remember watching that game when they pulled him out. Didn't he have like a no hitter going or something? Very close. I think it was a, a, a two hitter. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was something it was, insane. Yeah. It was real low. And then whoever came in, I think, gave up a few. <laughs> I gave up a couple, and I was like, uh. <laughs> but that, we had missed the beginning of the game because we had, like, um, like left the house to go have lunch. <laughs> and, um, and so we came back and turned on um, turned on the game. And I Good thought Lord, he was pitching. we're getting lit up. Oh, finally. <laughs> I saw he was – I saw Yarbrough was pitching, and at first I thought, like, oh, well, he must have – because I think when we got home it was, like, the third – yeah. And so uh-huh. I thought 
I thought I didn't even realize he had pitched the whole game at first because I hadn't like seen the lineup. So I thought that like I thought there was an opener. Oh yeah. And then I was like, oh my gosh, how exciting that like he got to pitch the whole you know the whole thing. We were debating it when um, like at the end of the eighth. I was like, do you think he's gonna come back? Do you think they're gonna put him back in yeah. there? <laughs> Isn't that fun? Like, they, yeah. they, I mean, maybe maybe the the race took a, a page from the Kevin Wise uh, notebook and, and or playbook and 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 play the long con here. And they were like, no, it, this is going to build suspense if we don't do a complete game for seven hundred and forty games. Maybe people will always be talking about this. So no, it, it's great that it finally ended, and now that's somebody else's, you know issue to worry about and uh i'm just sad like you know evan klosky said today on the pod uh brett phillips my man look i I know you're a very gregarious and very friendly do not throw away the game ball from a complete game for ryan yarbrough to the stands what are you doing airplane arms that was my first thought when like he caught the ball and he turned around i was like wait a second he's (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was like, I don't think you should be uh, doing that. And like, he's been doing that all, he did it all game, like all series. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. He, anytime he's out there, like he catches the ball, he gives it to somebody. In the yeah. Game. Oh my God. You know, I, I thought just, about that and I was like, uh, um, I don't think you're supposed to <laughs> talk I, that one. <laughs> I really hope that uh, Brett Phillips is going to buy him a steak dinner uh, or yeah. something. Right. Kevin, I, I think, I think Brett Phillips owes, Ryan Yarbrough, something good. <laughs> yeah. Only- It'd be one thing if it was at Tropicana Field and it's like instinct, okay, I throw the ball in the stands. But, man, oh, man, a Yankee Stadium where I don't think there's many Rays fans. <laughs> right. Uh, the the venue or purview there and to, to toss one out like that, um, who knows? Yeah, I think uh, Brett Phillips is definitely <laughs> treating him to maybe a, a, a nice uh, fancy – or, you know, maybe not a steak dinner. They are in Texas, so maybe a barbecue – dinner or something of that sort that would be the way to solve it so yes that is true uh <laughs> since we started this recording um the the rays have been getting lit up like yeah. I, I yeah. it was bad juju for no for, bueno today it was one nothing when we started and then 15 minutes later it's four nothing although austin meadows had a really good uh uh, throw out the plate. I think that's. I, I can't remember the last time Austin Meadows has thrown somebody out. Uh, that was probably the first time. Yeah, that that probably was. By the way, um, okay. Have uh, Melissa, uh, Carlos, Ulysses, have you all gotten a chance to fill out any All Star ballots uh, with All Star voting beginning this week? Not yet. yet. Yeah. Not yet. Nobody. No. Okay. Okay. Have you? I, I filled out one. I know you can vote like five times a day. And I mean, you could technically cast like a million votes. By the way, I'm looking at uh, Kyle Gibson right now, and I'm just fully convinced that he looks exactly like Josh, uh, not Josh Fleming, um, Pete Fairbanks. He looks like Pete Fairbanks from the. Really? The, yes, I know. I've said this before. He's got a little bit of the, <laughs> the, the crazy eyes, the wide eyes. <laughs> um, I got to look at him more. I, I'm going I'm to tell Sky to look look this up. Yo, apparently yeah. uh, Gibson looks like Fairbanks. What do you think? And also, <laughs> when did he like turn into Sandy Koufax this year? Like, what <laughs> happened? It might have been since he his outing against the Rays because I think he his last outing, he was really solid. And it was like, where did that come from? And yeah, I, I know. And yeah. I'm trying to remember. I'm looking it up right now. If I 
drafted him in our league or if I picked him up as a free agent. Wow, <laughs> really? Yeah, I have him. I've had him for a while now. Oh, my um, goodness. Yeah, he's been amazing. Oh, no. I Yeah, I added him April 18th. I added him. So I've had oh, him my for, God, yeah. Yeah, I've had him for a little while. I'm in a battle with Kevin this week. I know. Oh, really? Oh, wait, wait. Don't tell me. I'm, I'm going to look it up right now, see what's happening there. Okay, let's see. Uh, Matchups, league. Uh, but the uh, the all-star voting is interesting because, Ulysses, as we alluded to, I'm uh, getting my episodes out of tune here, but we had discussed the all-star voting and the candidacy and so forth. Um, actually, in this year's ballot, Joey Wendell is listed at shortstop, and they have Austin Meadows as a designated hitter candidate. So that oh. very well could be a way that uh, Wendell, I don't think, I mean, with the way Xander Bogarts is playing and some of the others, there's I don't think there's a chance that he gets in at the shortstop position. But designated hitter, I think Austin Meadows definitely. And that may, uh, it, I mean, again, Randy, I think, would really have to go off, but it, it possibly opens up a pathway for him as an outfielder. I wouldn't see any chance where, you know, two raised outfielders would get picked. But that's just a little uh, little food for thought with the uh, all-star voting. I actually just casted, uh, I only had time this morning to cast one uh, one ballot. I plan to uh, cast several this weekend, but I did. I didn't. I, I so rushed through it. I was like, I, I just want to get my picks through this time around that I didn't even. I didn't even do National League. I just did American League only. <laughs> the National League, um, but I think I, I know you guys are going to hate me for this, but I picked uh, quite a few or several Blue Jays. I mean, I you, you, how can you not vote for Vlad Guerrero Jr. and I mean Marcus Simeon? Just his offensive stats. Uh, are really showy and then Teoscar Hernandez and Randall Greenshook also make a really solid case yeah with that um although one thing in Ulysses I think we've talked about this before the one little kind of thing that bothers me and I I sort of like how I, I guess the all-star voting they're going through phases and is that a base hit from no uh, nope no nope. uh, uh, you're on a delay you guys are on a delay because yeah yeah, yeah. I big like forty second delay here. It, it's really bad. Uh, <laughs> I, I I just have the streaming service. I don't have full blown cable here. But um, where uh, oh yeah, what I was saying was so on the listings. Of course, when you're voting online, um, it has the the basic stat line. It's you know got average RBIs, home runs, uh, right? Yes, in there. But I would like to see them at one point incorporate some sort of WAR statistic and or defensive metric and i know we've talked about that in the past Ulysses, but i feel yeah. like you, you you can find some room just make the font smaller on the stats <laughs> in one or two of those give some more context and it might well, lift up one player more than the other um as far as a decision making for all-stars yeah i think that i mean come on like it can't just be all home runs right because like then then Adam Dunn would have been a forever all-star, right? It has to be a little bit more than just one category. And and defense is part of the game, right? Like, it's it's so funny because there you go, T-dubs. Oh, my goodness, finally. Um, it's been a while since we've seen a T-dubs single. Wow, okay, good. Um, look, you know, you, you can't – if these are the all-stars, then they have to do both very well. Like, it's the best of the best, right? Like – so why would they not include uh, the defensive nature of the game? I think I think that's completely silly. It's archaic, 
And I hope that it changes soon because the technology is out there and you're talking about fun. And I know you're saying tongue in cheek, but like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's an Elon Musk or a, you know, Steve Jobs type algorithm and guy that works for MLB that can just learn how to, you know, do a little scroll horizontally so we can see more stats, you know? Uh, oh, look, if, if they stat cast, if they have gone so far to have one of the <laughs> coolest features available in all of sports that gives people more insight and education yeah. than ever before, you can create a little metric or line uh, that includes all of that or something that also incorporates stat cast. I mean, you can really do a lot with that as well. Look, I should be commissioner already. Me and Ulysses co-commissioners. Let's get it done. <laughs> there you go. I like that. Uh, does go it come on. with a, does it come with a paying gig? Like how how does that work? Uh as long as How does Rob, figures, How I'm much okay. does he get paid, man? Oh, Rob Manfred. Can we look that up? Billions. I would say like 5-10 million dollars. Yeah, Rob Goodell makes like 40 million dollars a year as the commissioner of the NFL. Yeah. Nobody likes him. Can we look that up? Funny. I'm a, I'm going to look that up. I think Goodell's funny. <laughs> I don't know why. Goodell, he has the uh, – he's got the personality of a hairbrush. That's Roger Goodell. <laughs> <laughs> he, he has no life. When you when you see him at the NFL draft, like it, you would think he's literally a robot, like just programmed by Elon Musk like you alluded to, Ulysses. Something yeah. just, uh, he has that Zuckerberg personality. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Actually, you could probably say the same for all sports commissioners. They all kind of seem like yeah, well, I mean, they're smart guys, I know, but like just duds as far as like you know working the media and so forth. Adam Silver. Oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah Adam Silver's not yeah. bad. He's not bad. He's a little freaky looking, but he's, he's uh, a little freaky looking. Got yeah, a little Mister Burns going on there. I don't know. Yes. But- oh my God! Yes. <laughs> but. Um, even I was watching the NFL draft um, this year and they had the people like they have first responders or like fans come up there and sit in that little um, leather chair. <laughs> and it looked so awkward the whole time. He like walked by and might like pat him on the shoulder or uh, like, hey, give him the finger guns. Like, how you doing? And it was so weird. It was like he didn't want like to touch the common man. <laughs> oh, my God. That's too funny. I kept watching it like you had gone to bed and I stayed up and I kept watching it because I was just like so I was just like I gotta see how like awkward this can continue to be but you know I wish that baseball would take some pages from football in terms of like marketing and and like just putting putting themselves out there more, you know, because I mean, the, the NFL draft is, it's like an event now that's on TV for several days. And like, you know, I don't, I, I like football and everything, but I mean, I sat there and watched, I watched it like the first night we watched the first few hours. Cause I wanted to see who the Broncos were going to, were going to pick. And they had like the ninth or 10th pick or something like that. That's like three hours of TV. You know? it's like, yeah, and uh, look, I, I think the draft, the baseball draft, might be one of the most um, underperforming, you know, events that MLB has, if not the most, because mm-hmm. every other sport has this big event. And what is the one threat that you know is aren't aren't the NBA and, and NFL drafts done in the off season? Like, why doesn't baseball do yeah. that? 
Yeah, I think I think that's one issue for sure. The other issue is that nobody, let's be honest, nobody watches college baseball. Nobody knows their names. And they also, the other issue too is, uh, unlike the NFL and NBA draft where these guys are drafted and you're going to see them in a Broncos uniform that following year, you know, six months from yeah, now, you're in the MLB, you might not see them outside of a rare case or two. It might take four, five, six, seven years. I mean, how long did it take Tim Beckham to make the major league? So um, I, I knew I knew that as really soon as you said seven years, you you were going to say Tim Beckham. <laughs> <laughs> well, and so that's that's part of the issue. Also, the MLB draft it it's twenty rounds. You know, the the NBA draft is two rounds. The NFL draft is seven rounds. Um, so yeah. I, I don't know if it's really anything that MLB can do. And I, I see them actually really trying to make an effort here because you see you go to MLB.com and every every day there's some sort of draft tracker or draft angle or whatever it may be, yeah. but it's just hard to like, okay, this guy played at the university of Florida. I didn't watch one freaking Florida baseball game. I know I watched uh, every university of Florida football game. So yeah. I think there's a lot of that that's tied in yeah, um, too. And it's not really, it's something I don't think that, I mean, I, I can't really think of an answer or a way to, to solve that. Uh, I know they're trying to do this like MLB draft league showcase thing and combine thing, which um, may help out. A little bit with that but i think it's it's really hard for for mlb to do that from that perspective yeah. um going forward like same thing with the nhl like nobody who's really watching college hockey and watching yeah. these, these players that are playing in um you know the the i, I don't even know the these junior leagues and and so forth like no we we just hear the name and it's like okay well i hope he ends up being good in, in a couple of years from now but it's not um it's just the the nature of of the beast with that i think couldn't you yeah. do like a like a like a like an skill based like you know we talked about i think on raise on filter like a skill based olympics but baseball if there wasn't <laughs> a, a, going to be a season like couldn't you do that to showcase these college athletes or the high school athletes that might go into the, let's say the first 5 rounds of the draft and then make it a big thing make make it like you know football like let's see how fast this guy can go from home to first let's see if if this guy can score on a on 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 a hit uh you know down the line from first and uh can can you steal a bag can you steal home uh can can you catch can you make a five-star catch you know with a machine obviously they can do this if they have the stat cast information like all right we're going to project out this baseball you're going to start here let's see if you can make this catch and then you go through the outfielders and, and see who can make that same catch like you can actually take out all of the variables and make it really like a really cool skill-based you know content for people for three hours like carlos said and oh my god that's gone uh, oh, i'm on a delay so i'm guessing joey gallo hit a bomb right <laughs> yeah it wasn't a bomb it was a it was a rocket to outer space yeah yeah Jeez. so it would have it would have gone out in yankee stadium is that what you're saying <laughs> easily <laughs> it would have been, been in the subway right? yeah. <laughs> it would have hit grand central yeah <laughs> no but ulysses to your point um i think that's a great idea and i think that's something that absolutely could be worked in especially for okay these are the top 50 top 100 players and you get them all together and you do the because i mean and a lot of these teams do that kind of stuff in private workouts it's just proprietary information they just don't reveal okay this is what this guy runs yeah uh, first this is uh, his exit velocity but if there was a, a televised event or a streamed event that could do that uh i think that would be 
a great idea. We see how successful it is with the NFL and to a lesser extent, the NBA. In fact, there was uh, an NBA pre-draft combine event I was at today in Wesley Chapel, and they were doing all that sort of stuff, all the uh, BAM athletic testing and what's your vertical and uh, all these sorts of other things and, and skills and drills and, hey, how do you uh, navigate pick and roll situations? Like, I think that'd be really cool if you can kind of, and, and there's absolutely a way to do that with, you know, baseball workouts and, you know, uh, hey, what can you, can you make this throw from, from right field and, and what's, what's your pop time as a catcher? And uh, can you, can you block these types of pitches? I think all that stuff would be, would be great to incorporate And Maybe that's something they'll have to do. Uh, Cause I'm sure that, that, the, the players and the agents would also want that exposure for their players, for their draft eligible players at that. And it shouldn't be that hard to um, find a way to, to do that. And, and you cap it at a certain amount. You, you definitely, you don't want, you know, a thousand players descending upon one location, but you just, just like the, I think the NFL combine sends out a certain number of invites. You do the same thing with, with MLB and, and go from there with that. Yeah, do those guys get hurt ever on the NFL Combine or or It can uh, happen and you know what a lot of those guys a lot of those guys they'll if there's a risk, if there's like some kind of heavy, heavy risk they just won't attend. They'll their agent will just keep them out of that. But it's yeah. usually like a freak like again, if if you're getting uh if if you pull a hammy or something in in an underwear Olympics, I don't know if we want to draft <laughs> Right. Like, <laughs> you, they, they also and then the one thing too is like there's always that guy that like kills it in the in the 40 or like in the right in the weight room or something that he gets like a really good publicity for himself or he moves up you know like a few notches in the draft you know like incre- like increases his stock and that would be good for those baseball players because you got to think you know if there's a fringe guy out there and he comes and crushes it at this this like you know skills combine type thing you know that that's money for them that's like Hey, hopefully that's the track of the pagers. Talk talk about a guy like, you know, a a Mike Brasso undrafted. But if there was a a place like this and that he could show what he could do, like, hey, look, I can hit no matter what I can hit, except if it's, you know, 2021 and I can't hit. But regardless, (laughs) I can hit until 2021. You know, that would, you know, give him a little bit of more security a little more financial security with to him and his family. And I think that would be great. I think any time that you can put baseball on the TV screen is a good time and you need more of that. And the draft is certainly a, a, I don't know, an untapped source for not only content, but like to grow the game, like get 15 year old kids to be watching this. Like, 15-year-old kids should be knowing who the UF, you know, baseball lineup is is composed of, you know? Uh, I, I, was, I, I, I was into Mike Zunino when he was a Gator. I excuse the, 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 the shocking news here, but because he was that good. And I liked baseball, but I wanted more content. So I actually started, like, you know, getting into, like, Florida teams, you know, UF and USF, and, and obviously because they're so close. But, you know, you, you have to have MLB be responsible for that. Like, people shouldn't be, you know, thirsting for content of a major sport. Right. Yeah. I, but I don't, I don't think it's, like, MLB's job. Well, I don't really know, like, a, to what extent they can help promote college baseball because at some point it becomes, uh, I don't know, I guess it is sort of mutual, mutually beneficial 
in a sense, maybe MLB Network can start broadcasting some some college baseball games. Maybe that's something they can work out and incorporate some draft analysis and go from there. That might be something that uh, they can go with that. But I'll say this, Ulysses, about you know having some sort of pre-draft combine. The other thing, not only do you get to see the athleticism and uh, some of the metrics and so forth, but that is really a long-form opportunity where you can – showcase these guys personal stories and struggles and background and and really dig deep where did this guy come from uh what did he deal with what's his interest um and and really dive deep into all of that stuff like oh okay uh like if a colin McHugh was draft eligible at the time like oh he's a he's an accomplished musician and he has all these other uh side things that he's interested in and and you get him on for an interview and you get uh you get into his personality and uh, there's there's definitely a wave of something like that. I just think that um, MLB, in some for, form or fashion, they they should try to you know broadcast something along those lines, or at least you know put a camera in with team workouts and and figure out. I mean, it, it really wouldn't be all that hard. You send out a couple of invites. You have a field. You you get a, a, a you get a broadcast team that includes a former player, a coach, a, a pro broadcaster, a front office type, and and. You got to work just like what the NFL Network does and what ESPN does, and and you can kind of take it to the limit with all that. So I think that's look I, again. I, I mean, vote for us. Uh, you know, <laughs> next commissioner of baseball. There we go. <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, on our earlier uh, talk about Rob Manfred, I, I did look up his salary. Uh, anybody want to be on the hot seat and guess how much he makes? Oh yeah, I do. Okay. I, I I'm not looking it up or anything. I say he makes fifteen million. That's a good one, Melissa. Um, I'm gonna say um, twenty. Okay, Kevin. Okay, does this include? Does is this just a salary, or does it include bonuses, or it, it just literally says salary? I guess. Or Kevo, I just put Rob Manfred's salary, and I'm just reading his number. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying because I know Roger Goodell has like a ten million dollars salary, but he makes another like thirty million dollars in in uh incentives and so forth but okay uh sorry melissa and carlos what did you all guess he carlos said 15 i said 20 okay i'm gonna say 12 wow that was pretty close wow okay kevin wise is definitely reading the same article uh he makes 11 (laughs) million dollars a year with annual races built into his contract through 2024 so yeah, he's making eleven million this year, but he's going to be making more money as the year progresses. So uh, good for Rob Manfred. Look at that, making eleven mills. God, look, Ulysses and I will take just like five percent of that. Think how much money <laughs> they could we'll use that it too. towards a, a raised stadium. Maybe he could like defer his salary for <laughs> there you go. stadium in uh, Nashville and Ybor City. How about that split city? Yeah, there we Take go. It. They can give Melissa and I the other half, the other five percent. There you go. I like <laughs> that. Yeah, we could do. Uh, well, no, no, I got you. No, Carlos, look, I, I got you. You guys get. We do the sister city. Uh, we put it in Tampa, but then in Orlando is a sister city. Oh yeah. So you guys can, you know, actually have home games and and don't have to like take PTO time to watch baseball. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> or yeah, alternate. Alternate idea, we stick it in Lakeland so it's kind of equidistant for 
both Ulysses and I and Carlos and Melissa. There we go. We, we oh. call it Lego Park. We 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 Lego. get a deal with Lego and Publix. Maybe no, Lego. I Publix still Park. like I like Publix Park. We were okay, cool. So hard. Me too. About it. No, because that would be badass. Like to have the sub. Like you could go and get like a sub. You know, any sub. They have the whole setup just like they do in the store in one of the food kiosks. There, we were, <laughs> just chicken tenders. Like, Saturday, yeah. I think Saturday we we're like driving around and we were like really hammering out the details on Publix Park. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, you can I was like, would you have Boar's Head or would you have Publix? Like you yeah. can't have too many options. Ooh. It will take too long. Yeah, well, you're right. There, there is some times when you do get up to the um, when you get up to the to the uh, to the counter there and they take a little long or the ladies like walking around or whatever. So you really <laughs> got to put a lot of prep into it and then maybe, or maybe just have like, you have only like four choices of sandwich. So they know they can focus and make them. Carlos, back. if one of those four choices is not chicken tender and it's not hot, I'm, I'm going to be very upset. Oh no, Same. no. I, chicken tender would be one. The ultimate would be another. <laughs> okay, good, good. You're, yeah. you're starting off right. You're starting yeah. off right. <laughs> then I would say a turkey. Okay. And then, and then maybe a ham. And then Okay, yeah. maybe like, can we sk- sneak in a BLT maybe there? Yeah, yeah. Oh, bacon is, is readily available for any sandwich. Okay, good. Oh, yeah. Carlos, yeah. you're speaking to my heart, buddy. I'm I love you. Telling you, next owner of the team, Carol Jenkins Barnett. She's got like two and a half bill in her pocket. Public right. park, get it all working. Uh, hopefully, she wouldn't be as bad as uh, March shot, but you know we'll, we'll oh, get Jesus, better to, yeah. at another uh, at another time. There. Uh, well, final thing that I want to get from. Uh, also, shout out to uh, we had Chase on briefly, Alex, aka American Loco, Aiden also in, but uh, yeah. I do want to wrap this up here. But uh, Melissa and Carlos, last thing. So Ulysses and I, we've been talking about this all week. We we got Evan's perspective on it as well. Uh, what to do with Brandon Lau? What would you like? What What do you see happening? Uh, I mean, he's uh, he, he did get a base hit or got on base. I wasn't really paying attention, but he he was on on, on base last I checked uh, a couple of seconds ago on the the television screen here. But yeah, he's on third uh, right now. Yeah. Okay. What would ju- how do you see this this situation uh, resolving itself or or getting figured out with him? Do you want to go first? Yeah. I I mean. I think he's um I think he's on the block to be traded because he's just <laughs> not like he's not producing and like I can't remember we did listen to it but I was working at the same time so I can't remember who said it but um like he they don't hand out a lot of contracts like they don't extend a lot of people so right. it's like you know if they do I guess do you the courtesy of an extension <laughs> then like <laughs> you need to like you have to produce and like, he's, he's not. And so I, I think like, he's definitely on like our list of unsafe people for trades because it's, I can't, I can't really think of what else he could do. It's like, is it something like, has he gotten in his own head about it or like, you know, it, what, what is it that's, I almost feel like maybe he's gotten in his own head about it or something, or maybe his wife was bothering him because she's like really good at softball. Maybe she's like trying, I don't know, but, <laughs> but I, I, I don't, I don't hope that he's traded, but it's like, I don't know. I think they're going to start considering it for sure. Melissa, when you say traded, what's your, 
like outlook when you're using that the T word here? Is it trade deadline, like July 31st? Or you're saying, no, he's going to stay until the team, but the offseason he could go. Like, which one do you put more of an emphasis there? Um, hmm. I mean, if they keep, if the Rays keep going and kind of holding down like first as they are now, then I think it could be the trade deadline because they're going to want to like, if they're staying hot, then I think they're going to want to make a couple moves. Interesting. Break, break yeah. some hearts. And the other thing to consider <laughs> is you wonder if by then that Vidal Brujan would be ready to take over mm-hmm. second yeah. base. Because, um, again, I haven't checked his numbers for a couple of days, but uh, it seems like every day he's doing something crazy in a good yes. way. He's, yes. just, he's a highlight reel machine. And, um, Carlos, I also want to get your comments on this, of course, but um, it it just seems like, I mean, as far as what's bothering him, he could be pressing, certainly, because some of his swings outside the zone, like, it's just, yeah. it, it almost looks like if you had just stuck a high school baseball player in the major leagues. Like, You're reaching. And some of yeah. on tape. Like, it's that bad. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, I, I kind of am a little bit on the opposite side of this. I mean, I would. I think what happens is, and and they do. They how many years do they have control of him still? Until twenty twenty six. Okay, and then aren't there a couple options as well? Or yeah, no? I believe so. So I I think what happens is they ride it out till the end of the season, unless Vidal just continues to kill it in in the minors. Or if they feel at the deadline they need another piece that's going to, you know, help get back to the World Series or get deep into the playoffs. But if not, if they think that, you know, there's enough pieces there or they can drop someone else to bring up some of the other guys, I think what they do is they they wait till the end of the season and they kind of evaluate there. And then I think that it would be like there would have to be a really good offer or there's prospects or something that they find from another team and they offer up and they offer up Brandon because you know his his contract is very friendly and you know if he can turn it around and then always you know there's always like hey a, a new place new uh, team new uh, you know fresh start and stuff like that 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 also um, you know they always try to factor that type of stuff in. But I, but I honestly, I think, I think he he makes it to the end of the season for sure. Okay, that's yeah. that's interesting because, like, yeah. uh, you know, you I, you could see that if Brandon could just you know uh, start producing like we we know that he can, then I don't think he's traded at all. But yeah. uh, but it, it, you know, I, you do you do say something? You both said something like if you put it together, if if. What Melissa is saying is correct, and the race keep hold of first place, and then the market kind of dictates that they need a piece. They 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 know that there's a piece missing. Um, could it be a pitcher, a, a lockdown closer? Like uh, you know, we know Diego is is going to be going to arbitration. Nick Anderson, we don't know what's going to happen with Nick Anderson if he's going to come back and be the Nick that we all know or the Nick of the his lev- his his last seven appearances in the, in the in the playoffs. So we we don't know what's going to happen with Chaz Rowe. What, what's going to happen with Oliver Drake? Like, yeah, we have a lot of 
arms available after the trade deadline coming back but you really don't know how effective they're going to be right so maybe the the, a lockdown bullpen piece would would come in handy and brandon Lau could possibly give you a better return than willie adamas did and we know that what they got for willie adamas although we wished it would have been a little bit better works for what the rays need so that that's a good point a yeah. couple of things. Uh, so Alex checks in on the chat here. Uh, he says, second in the league, and so you have to wait until his numbers go up. Look how Willie has done up for all-star game ballot right now. Change of scene is not all bad. Um, I'll, I'll say this regarding Brandon Lau. Yes, he does have a very team-friendly contract. So he's making $2.5 million this year, $4 million in 2022, 5.25 in 23, 8.75 in 20. 24, and then there's a couple option years uh, in 25 and 26 for about 10 and a half and 11 and a half million dollars. Yes, that is team friendly those next couple of years. But what's really team friendly instead of paying a guy four million dollars is paying a guy five hundred sixty thousand dollars. Now, I will also say this, though, um, especially this time of year um, and as the Rays are being so they've been so successful, although not tonight, clearly uh, shouldn't have bet on this game, by the way. Um, uh, is that do they want to take the risk of calling up another rookie and having really two rookie two rookies uh, up the middle between Taylor Walls and Vidal Brujan? And maybe you can kind of work around that a little bit by putting Brasso at second or Wendell at second. But still, I think the point remains is you would still have a couple rookies that are this is their first check-in of, of trying to make it to the playoffs and go deep in the playoffs. And how effective would those guys be? Okay, you just earlier this year, you were playing in Durham, AAA ball, and now uh, you're facing uh, the, the Houston Astros or whoever it may be in the, the ALCS. So I see that very point. difficult, man, to put in like a winning team. And in, in first in their division, say that the Rays are winning their their first division with like maybe a three game lead on July 30th. I just see very difficult that that pulling the trigger and saying, OK, let's go with like a rookie infield now. Like, oh, my God, that's that's a lot of pressure on those guys. Not that, you know, they don't have the skills or and, and not that they haven't shown that they're maybe be ready for, for that, like Taylor Walls and, and Vidal Brujan. But I think it messes up a little bit with team chemistry. Like I think Willie was a big part of that clubhouse energy and and he's Mm -hmm. gone. I don't know if Brandon Lau is part of that energy, but I think people gravitate to him and he was a team MVP last year. And uh, I don't know. I feel like getting rid of those two big pieces and then putting all that pressure on young guys on a winning club, that's just a lot of change, I think. Yeah. That's true. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. And uh, Ulysses, we, we talk about like how bad like Mike Brasso is struggling. I mean, Brandon Lau's not that far off as far as average. Like they're you know, 180, 190. It's pretty much the same when you take a look at everything yeah. like that. So um, although I guess uh, what's Brandon Lau doing today? I, I'm just stalling here uh, as far as this. Okay, he's gotten a hit. So, all right, there we go at the the top of the lineup, batting leadoff. So, yeah, he uh, also it, got a strikeout. So, I mean, you know, <laughs> there yeah. there's that. Oh, too. you can you can book on you know at least one strikeout from him a night. But again, that's that's where sure. baseball's going. But we we've kind of known that about Brandon Lau. You just hope it's not one of those things that continues. Like, oh, he's got a strikeout rate of thirty percent. Now it's 
wow, it jumped up to 35%. Wait, now it's 38%. What the heck is happening? Like that, <laughs> that is not uh, good. At least he's, he's walking a decent clip. I just think that his, uh, his plate discipline or lack thereof and, and control the strike zone and, and the breaking balls and, and fastballs really to everything is giving him trouble this year uh at, at certain standpoints so yeah oh man all right very good we have uh, crossed the the 45 minute mark carlos melissa we love when you jo- join us on uh the the locker room and yes and, uh, alex as well i sent uh, alex an invite to speak but he might be in a, a, a loud place in the background li- like last time he might be <laughs> maybe he's at a rave he, maybe or, he likes raves Kevin. I, I don't know i guess so i don't raves. know <laughs> Uh, we appreciate Alex in the chat and uh, Chase uh, jumped on briefly and, and Stefan as well. So, all right. Uh, thank you guys. <laughs> How dare you? He says, <laughs> yeah. any, any final thoughts, Ulysses or uh, Carlos, Melissa, before we uh, log off here? No, I, I really hope that our locker room was bad juju. And now that we're going to turn it off, the boys are going to start hitting again. And uh, Fleming's still out there. Five Oh losing side, but uh, 75 pitches still out there. This is the one where the cash, the manager just looks at the starting pitcher and goes, buddy, you're going to have to take this bullet. Yeah. Uh, for your ERA and for your numbers, you're just going to have to take this one. And that's okay. Uh, that That's all right. Ironically, the the Rangers take out uh, Gibson. He, he could have had a, a Ryan Yarbrough-esque complete game. You know, they the, the Rangers with a 5 nothing league, but they, they pull the hook on him. So how about that? Oh, my gosh, that Astros fan in the stands. He almost looks like – I know I'm a little bit behind here, but he's got – I don't know. He kind of looks like Alex Bregman. He's yes, got- 100% yep. a little junior Alex Bregman. Yeah, I yeah. saw it too. I saw oh, it too. I can't, I can't believe he's sitting there with – the just in the middle of all those Ranger fans. Yeah. Is he I insane? Mean, yeah. Yeah. He looks like a cross between Anthony Rizzo and Alex Bregman. <laughs> <laughs> On that note. All right. Thank you all for joining us and uh, uh, we'll talk to you next week. All right, guys. Have a good one. Enjoy the game. Right. W. Thank you guys. Take Have care, man. Take care. Bye. 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 Bye.